continuing the conversation from the previous video, things, um, <laughs> they're not going to be any better. To discuss that, we, of course, have Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor, and, of course, the news is coming in. There's so much to keep track of. Oil is below $20. There's a looming housing market crash, according to some experts, but it's okay. It's fine because you get a little piece of paper from the government giving you a little thousand dollars 200 in their limited trial run of communism so everything's going to be fine and guess whose name's on it and that little piece of paper is is having his name on it and there's also a new convenient app that allows you to see the status of your little stimulus check that's going to take weeks if not months to get to you the app is as troublesome as the actual rollout of this as it has gotten a rocky debut, according to CNBC. And even the app doesn't work well. The, the, the way that these checks are going to be given out, again, as we've been covering here, is just filled with uh, red tape, filled with bureaucracy. You don't all get a check. Checks are going to be going out all the way up until September. Let's not hope that there's massive hyperinflation. I know there's people predicting it tomorrow. Let's not be too hyperbolic here. But there's a lot of issues to get into. Tim, what are you looking at, especially with industrial production, oil, and a lot of other stuff, including the housing market, which is really, really stuff that a lot of people should be paying more attention to? Yeah, well, this being, you know, April 15th, you know, we don't have to file, uh, you know, today, uh, you know, we got a few more months to do so. So, you know, it is sort of fitting that as, you know, we are rolling into what's traditionally, you know, tax day that, you know, a lot of us are then getting, you know, different refunds. Uh, I mean, I, not a lot of us have actually gotten them. I have heard of a few people who've told me that they see it in their bank accounts where they can already see that it's being direct deposited. One of those guys probably getting it today. I've have heard through the grapevine some other people that actually have been receiving those. So let us know in the comments if you actually have, you know, been getting yours. I think that would be good to see those. But on those, as Luke alluded to before, we will have Donald Trump's name. So of course, you know, he is a master marketer. So, you know, I can't really, you know, blame him too much on that one. I wanted to, you know, know, as people are, you know, going and, you know, who knows what's going to happen if there's even going to be an election, not that elections really matter. Uh, but, you know, as they go and maybe mail in their votes and before they, uh, you know, before it gets stolen somehow through the deep state, uh, you're going to be able to remember that Donald Trump did have his name on there. So then that way he yeah. can get temporary some communism brought to you by Donald J. Trump, the right wing capitalist, supposedly. Keep Sorry, go ahead, Tim. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's Republican fascism, so it's it's okay this time. So yeah, there is a new app, or it sounds like it's more like a website, but you know, I'm, I'm sure that this is going to be used to you know probably steal people's data. But you know, it's it's also just goes to show you, you know, that they're going to be rolling all this data out and they're giving people direct deposits. It just goes to show like how much data the government really does have on you that, that, that every American that they can just boom, you know, have all their direct deposit information. They can go, you know, oh, now you didn't file your taxes. So you need to go into this other special app or you need to go and get on the grid uh, to get your $1,200 or, you know, if you even qualify for the $1,200. So I just see this being more now, at least we don't have that digital dollar yet. And we do have a story coming up in China where they're rolling out a digital uh, yuan over there. So, so you definitely gonna make sure you check in for that. But we do have we go on screen here. Will you have to pay back the coronavirus stimulus check plus six other stimulus myths debunked? I did have this article highlighted and now somehow my highlights went away. But anyways, uh, the checks which are worth up to $1,200 for individuals earning up to $75,000 and $2,400 for individuals earning up to $150,000 plus $500 for each dependent under 17 years old. It's weird how they didn't use under 18 years old, but you know, uh, you know, go figure. Uh, yes. A lot of people. A lot of people are going to be surprised because a lot of people are not going to be getting this check, especially if they're uh, filed under dependent. 
for someone else. So if you're filing your parents or your kids as dependents, uh, they're not getting anything. Just people should know that. Yeah. And one of the other things here we see from the article. So if it turns out that you should receive a larger credit based on your 2020 adjusted gross income, then you will receive the difference next year. Another thing that I thought, you know, was super helpful, was pretty helpful to know is, you know, what if you were, uh, you know, underneath the limit this year? Uh, so let's say, you know, 2019 taxes, you were below that threshold, but then you have a good year this year. Not that that many people are going to have a good year this year besides maybe me and you know a few other people, but you know, as you, uh, you know, as you go forward that they're saying that if you earn more than that, more than whatever that threshold is in 2020, that they're not going to then claw it back uh, on, the, on taxes. So I think that is, you know, at least one good thing that gives some clarity because there's so many weird little like, nuances and situations or, you know, what if you, you know, are not married last year, but you're married this year or you're right around that, that, that threshold. So there's always going to be unintended consequences of everything they do, Luke. Yeah. This is just so insane and shows you how incompetent and backwards and just, nonsensical government is i mean other governments have rolled out similar measures and they're very simple they're just like okay here we'll give you a stimulus here we'll protect you this way here we'll give you this that's it bada bing bada boom it's done here it's like okay hold on here we're gonna you know let it's like it's like watching a turtle just just freaking move and and watching everyone else just speed ahead it, it's it's i know they're trying to do the right thing uh i know a lot of people are going to be very very happy that they get a little bit of help but essentially again as we've been saying chicken scraps compared to filet mignons that the bankers are getting and this is absolutely nothing compared to the biggest wealth transfer that's really going to affect you and the purchasing power of your dollar soon coming up in the supermarket uh if there's you know if there's you know hopefully not food shortages very small percentage that there will be food shortages still grow to grow garden in my opinion sorry i, I could deviate in so many different topics here go ahead yeah and, I, and i've seen actually where i was on drudge yesterday where even like seed banks were having like record demand and they were running out of seeds to even be able to give to people so you know it's you know we were talking you know a month ago and we're you know just you know past a month over here on this channel and we were mentioning that people should go out and get their own servile food and go and they're like oh you guys are fear-mongering like at this stage of the game Calling it a fear monger is so crazy, but yeah, here we go. I've been uh, saying that since February, and, and luckily I've been very kind of ahead of the curve, especially after learning about 2008. Luckily, I, I put in options to buy uh, silver a couple weeks ago. Now it's very hard to buy silver. Luckily, just even just even a week ago, I'm like, oh man, I need some seeds. Uh, you know, just looking at all the trajectory, I, I bought you know a little seed vault. Uh, you know over over a week ago and now the seed vault that i bought can't, is not available anywhere the storable food that i was having a you know a, a relationship with that i was selling all the way back in uh, you know 2013 i believe i was working with them i started working with them again uh it's called uh, safe prepared and ready.com uh you know i was telling people about it and already now they have a 12 week delay in in shipment because of so many people buying it up so again can't buy silver can't buy seeds can't buy storable food uh there's a huge delay uh but luckily you know because of the signals that i've been seeing i was able to get ahead of the curve and also tell our viewing audience which again it's important to uh be very aware of everything that's happening here because unprecedented times uh that we're living in to say the least yeah, un, uh, unprecedented. And uh, one of the things I wanted to do with Donald Trump, and actually, I got a ton of backlash on this, you know, the, the 
first day he was in office, I wrote, uh, I had a post where it was killed a precedent, but it's a precedent, not the president. And, uh, you know, if you have a shirt on that, it's sort of like a spelling test for cops too, to see if they actually know what you're talking about. That, that was, that's that from Ernest Hancock that I've got, to, I stole that one from him. But anyways, uh, myth three, it will take months to get my check. And so, uh, don't listen to Luke Radowski. Apparently the, their government is going to give you your money right away. As long as they have your banking information on file. And if you don't have your banking information on file, you can go to this website or one of their other websites and, and go to their app and, uh, you know, put your information on file. I'm not recommending you do, but you know, this is out there. Uh, and then social security and other benefits recipients aren't eligible. I know we don't have very many people on social security probably watching us, but with a few exceptions, as long as you have a social security number and meet the income eligibility requirements, you will receive a check. And then if you have not filed 28 taxes, they're basically saying they're going to go off your 2018 taxes, but you know, to go do so immediately. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some other issues going on over here. Yeah, I mean, they, they released the, their own report saying if you earn this much, you're going to get your check this. And then it goes all the way back in September. I don't know if they might have actually done something to fix that. But so far, I haven't seen any information about that. But I'm going to take a look at that. Or, or is that an old article? Potentially. Uh, that's also another option here. But let's keep going. Uh, let's see here. So in terms of article date over here going, uh, da, 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 it is uh, yes, or two days ago. So April 13th at four. So yeah, not even two days ago. But in terms of getting those checks, the economy needs you to spend that because Bank of America shows how consumer spending changed every day over the course of the past month. And see so a new absolute cratering over here. So going down on the screen, just, you know, absolutely falling off a cliff. And it says early this morning, the Department of Commerce reported that the March retail sales saw the biggest sequential drop on record and biggest annual decline since the financial crisis. We've got also U.S. industrial production crashes by most since end of World War II, uh, MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. And then uh, WTI, Wex Texas Intermedi Intermediary, extends losses below $20. You know, $20 is $20. Uh, you know, Luke has some shirts on his Teespring store uh, that uh, pretend to the same thing. I see him smiling over there. We've got him on screen. Uh, and after record surge in crude inventory. So that's, you know, really crazy. You see oil down 20 bucks. Also crazy, Goldman says downturn will be four times worse than housing crisis than an unprecedented recovery. So, you know, uh, and, and, and it's funny because they actually have that in quotes, unprecedented. Uh, I, mean, I, I almost think that instead of having unprecedented in quotes, they should have recovery in quotes because that recovery will be the recovery for, you know, the big bankers, big pharma, the vaccine manufacturers, uh, you know, military industrial complex, uh, the top 1%. Not that I'm against the top 1%. I mean, I want to be top 1% and even, even, even better than that. So, I mean, I'm not begrudging anybody that's in there. And it's more like the top 0.00001% of the ones, you know, pulling all the strings because there's a gigantic difference even between the, the point one or the, the 1% and the 0.1%. Gigantic, gigantic difference. I mean, they've got about as much as common as somebody who's making 400,000 and, and someone who's making 20,000. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so Goldman Sachs, uh, sees uh, the economic hit from the coronavirus will be far worse in the near term than the financial crisis. The U.S., you know, because it's all, you know, all their guys in power who are you know, making sure that happens, the second quarter activity likely dropped 35% while unemployment could hit 15. However, the recovery in the second half of the year could be stronger than anything the U.S. has ever seen. And they're saying that the global, okay, I've already read that. Uh, anyways, yeah, I had some notes on that that were highlighted that went away. Also, this goes right along with it. Home Builder Confidence Index takes biggest one-month dive in history 
as coronavirus slams economy. And actually, I was uh, initially kind of roped into buying a home and I canceled. Uh, I had a home that we canceled the, the order on there. I didn't want to. I was begging um, a significant other at the time to not uh, buy a home. And uh, now, you know, okay, well, we lost some of the down payment on that. So if you want to become a client so I can help restore that money, uh, you guys can do so at libertyadvisor.com. But yeah, we saw the biggest dive ever. And so right now, I mean, if you're out there trying to you know, rush in to buy a home because, oh my God, these rates are super low and I need to go get a home right now. I, in my opinion, that's the dumbest thing you could do in the world at right this second. I mean, not. I mean, if you are going to buy a home, you should make sure that you're at least in that home for. You want to be in that home for ten years. I mean, don't go into a home thinking that hey, you're going to go flip this in three years because I mean, I'm out here in ground zero of basically the housing crisis being in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, uh, I guess going back into the article though, a crucial indicator of home builder sentiment suffered its biggest monthly drop in the index's 35-year history this month as coronavirus pandemic hammered the American economy. Builder confidence in the market for single-family homes plunged 42 points to a reading of 30 in April. And then as the article goes on to say, uh, somewhere down here, it did mention that, that basically uh, June of 2012 was really the, uh, the low point for this index. And then basically this is the first time we've gotten back there. But I, as I mentioned before, some of my highlights went away. Well, June 2012 was when I actually, I bought my first home and then I sold it a year and a half ago in preparation for thinking that this was going to come like a year and a half ago. Uh, so unfortunately I have pissed away a lot of money in rent. Uh, but, but take a look at like some of my neighbors over here. Like I've got neighbors who, you know, bought houses for like $500,000 that are now worth, you know, $400,000 just, uh, you know, and they bought those in 2006 and they've been underwater for like 14 years. And so, you know, for everyone who wants to rush out to go buy a home, well, if you're buying one at the complete bubble uh, and people sometimes have a very weird mindset about this, they think, okay, will only poor people rent and, you know, not the case. I mean, there's a lot of poor people who had to go, you know, get their homes uh, foreclosed on, go through short sales. Uh, and I'm here literally in ground zero. Maybe, uh, you know, Vegas might be the only other place that was harder hit. And then, you know, but then I moved here from New York. And then when I moved here from New York, people are like, oh, well, what an idiot. He's moving to a place where didn't you see that the housing market absolutely cratered there? And now you're going to go move to Arizona. I'm like, that's exactly, you want to be a contrarian. You want to do, when everyone else is zigging, you want to zag. When everyone else is running into, running away from something, you want to be running to it. Now, cautiously, uh, for example, but you know, usually, you know, that's sort of like a Doug Casey approach. I mean, I mean, that's an approach that I've been doing, uh, you know, and, and Warren Buffett would even say, buy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are buying. And so right now, uh, you know, I think it's better that people just wait, but it's all localized. So, you know, in, in Arizona, we're not seeing like a huge housing decline because we got a lot of people from California coming over here and invading our state. Uh, now, I, I moved from New York, so obviously not everybody that comes from New York is bad. I mean, Luke is from, uh, you know, I'm from upstate New York, Canada, as Luke would like to call it. But uh, it doesn't mean that everyone coming from California is bad. But unfortunately, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, we effed up our state and now we're going to move over here and can't have any. And then let's go all enact the same legislation that already caused us uh, to be messed up to begin with. And then uh, just got the last couple of articles here. You damn transplant. I just wanted to add that before you get into the next article. But good point. Right. You definitely don't want to be buying high and selling low. And a lot of market activity and emotional 
just uh, actions just uh, totally are, are bewildering to see good information about the housing stuff since of course you know you know the rates are low right now and a lot of people are really curious in that but again also all depends on where you're at the new york city real estate market is going to be a lot different than the farming market in pennsylvania so uh, a lot of different variables there a lot of people say it's going to be a renters kind of uh market uh but uh, good good points there and i definitely kind of agree on your overall assessment yeah i mean farmers only is gonna be a lot different than tinder no it's just, I don't know. so uh, i'm just making making jokes and that's invest so. in farmers only <laughs> condoms and toilet paper trust me yeah if someone would have told you that in january like hey like i i traveled in a time machine i'm here with you right now hey invest in toilet paper condoms and farmers only go heavy on those and now. sex and sex toys too because they're running out of those too apparently yeah. too and, and uh yeah. and, and maybe maybe lube from all from everything that the government's going to give us i know of what's been going on but in a family show and i'm telling my inner my, uh, my inner uh, alex jones family show family show sorry after he goes on like a big rant uh bank of america profit plunges 45 percent on 4.8 billion dollars in expected credit losses from coronavirus and uh, Bank of America joined J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, setting aside billions of dollars of, for upcoming loan losses as the bank braces for a surge in defaults and delinquencies on its loans amid the U.S. economic shutdown. Goes on to say the three big lenders have collectively stashed away $17 billion to cover defaults, and banks are trying to get ahead of the tsunami of loan losses they expect to come from the pandemic, bringing large swaths of the global economy to a virtual standstill while defaults haven't yet spiked. Bank efforts to build up their reserves show they're bracing for a major recession. And uh, then just lastly, I just want to point out over 25% of Michigan's workforce files for unemployment. I mean, that's just about as crazy as uh, you can imagine. Actually, hold on. I've got, I've got something else that's even crazier. So something else even crazier. I guess it's not really that crazy because, you know, we've been talking about this for a while. But China's digital yuan reportedly tests in four cities. And uh, article goes on to say over here, I can't pronounce this. Uh, Xinjiang news area will have. Racist. An... You racist. Hey, you're you're saying you're and you're you know man you're saying bada bing bada you know bada bing bada boom you know over here I know appropriating my culture lately. I've been watching The Sopranos, uh, so hey. yeah, I apologize. Okay, you know. Well, you know, Italians are, are I was going to say pussies, but yeah, so we don't really care. So let's just say we'll have enhanced intelligent infrastructure that spans satellite information service sensor recognition, a 5G network, supercomputing, and a big data facilities. The city has already attracted the country's tech giants, Tencent, Alibaba, JD.com, and Baidu, with President Xi Jinping visiting on more than one occasion. As recently reported, China appears to have been accelerating the development of the digital yuan, notwithstanding the COVID-19 crisis. And so, you know, how convenient now that, you know, everyone's calling for, oh, cash is dirty and might have coronavirus on it. And we're going to use this and then have, you know, along with 5G and I'm not equating 5G with coronavirus. I'm just saying that 5G is part of the police state, you know, surveillance state rollout. Uh, but what is but what they're doing with this digital yuan? I mean, that is so they're going to marry that with the social credit score. I can't, you know, and if you guys go visit, you know, uh, we are change or uh, 
Luke's store has got a shirt with the say no to the, the uh, social credit score. That is very, I mean, I can't think of a more important issue of our time, of our generation, you know, especially if you know, you're you know, 25 to 55 years old right now to try to stop this, this digital uh, you know, currency that's coming. But yeah, I am a big fan of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies because all everything is going to be going digital. It's just, do you want one that's not tracked, traced, or bailed? Yes, they can technically track, trace, and surveil Bitcoin, but you know, there's other ones that are out there. Uh, you know, this is a whole other subject, something I cover in great detail. It's all going digital. It's all going to be eventually tracked, traced, and surveilled. And it's funny as I've got like an Amazon truck that's driving by me over here. So as I look, I'm looking out the Don't window. Don't feed the beast. Don't feed the Amazon beast. Uh, Amazon, by the way, is working on breaking encryption for cryptocurrencies. So anything could happen. I hear a really good cryptocurrency that protects privacy is Monero. And I'm seeing a lot of different chatter about that. Again, not financial advice. We're just telling you what we're kind of seeing here and where we're seeing the kind of market move and coalesce to. Yeah. Don't feed the beast. Don't feed Amazon. You're literally financing and funding your enslavement. Try to not use Google. Try to use DuckDuckGo. Try to use as many alternatives as you can. Don't use Gmail. Use ProtonMail. Again, we could just keep going on and on and on about all the different alternatives that I personally use that we kind of diversified on our platforms on. We were just talking about even moving away to different platforms. A lot of different possibilities. Anything else you want to say, Tim, before we go? And do you want to close it off here before we get into the World Health Organization losing their moolah uh, for their corruption uh, that they just uh, had announced by Donald Trump? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of funny that yesterday we, I mean, not, not that, that hilarious, but in the red title down below, we had who has the power. And now it's, can, now it could, but it was about uh, Donald Trump or Cuomo. And now it could basically be, like, you know, who lost the power. So, uh, so but anyways, they've lost, maybe they haven't lost power, but they've lost money. And so money, and uh, you know, comes with power and control. But no, that's all, all I've got, Luke. You know, I, th- I think we've talked about it a lot today, but we've got a lot more coming up on Change the News channel. If you guys have not subscribed, make sure you, you subscribe hit the bell. This is a growing channel. So if you're able to like the, like this, comment, share, it all helps the algorithm. Really appreciate your watch. And we've got another great video coming up for you guys on Change the News channel. This is Lukadowski of WeAreChange.org, joined, of course, by Tim Peshot, the Liberty Advisor. And Nailed in it. this video, we are going to be talking about the World Health Organization and, of course, more egregious, insane actions by the state. But first of all, right now, Blaming the who is trending on Twitter as many people are angry at Donald Trump for, of course, cutting funding to the World Health Organization, cutting a 15% of their funds, getting rid of 500 million U.S. dollars that they got from the taxpayer and totally cutting them off, which I say good. We'll tell you why in just a little bit, but that's not what a large portion of the establishment mainstream media thinks. Even the CDC director is going after Donald Trump. And of course, so is Bill Gates. It is all up in a fury. I don't know if you have the meme photo posted that, that I posted a couple of minutes ago, but he of this course yep. also funds the World Health Organization and he is not happy saying that this move is quote dangerous because the world needs them more than ever to stop this sickness and um, 
I don't know about that. When you look at the World Health Organization's actions, when you see them say that in the beginning there was no human-to-human -human transmission of this sickness, when you saw them say there shouldn't be any travel bans, when you see them focusing on talking points about racism and bigotry as they are carrying water for China, China, the same country that is right now going after poor Africans in their country, evicting them, kicking them out, and even banning them from buying McDonald's. Yes, China was literally playing the race game, talking about how the United States was racist. The World Health Organization was puppeteering those lines when Donald Trump, of course, issued a travel ban on China to the United States. And of course, when you look at government action, there's a lot of blame to go around, but specifically the World Health Organization that still continues to lie about masks, telling you masks don't work. Again, uh, proven lie. I could just, I could talk about that for an hour to say the least. There's a, that's a whole other topic within itself. But, but when you look at the World Health Organization, some people say that they've made it even uh, worse of a situation that we're in right now with their actions. And I made a full video about this. It is titled the health organization, the government tells you to trust that should not be trusted. It was released in March 29th of this year. And of course I go over all of this, how the head of the world health organization is an individual that the Chinese government lobbied for to be in there. A man that was a revolutionary communist and was accused of hiding a pandemic in his own country, as well as other accusations against him from human rights violations. And as a revolutionary communist, of course, he is buddy-buddy with China. China, of course, is also being accused right now on the- I was going to guess Bill Gates, but okay, China is a close uh, close second to Bill Gates then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all pretty much tied into each other. Very similar trend. You see a lot of globalists, Rockefeller, Kissinger, uh, of course, they are the ones partly responsible for, quote, opening up China to the world, aka making China the manufacturing slave hub that it is, empowering them, working with Mao Zedong, promoting and, and rewarding their tyrannical behavior that really is becoming a model for Big Brother. It's making Big Brother blush compared to the, the realities of, of what is happening in China if you compare that to Orwell in 1984. But again, a lot of new information also coming out that China didn't warn the public for six days. That could have made the biggest difference. There's other scientific studies talking about if China acted faster, 95% of the sickness wouldn't spread. There's information that I talked about in yesterday's We Are Change video where I specifically highlighted US diplomatic cables from two Two years ago, talking about how the level four lab in Wuhan, that many people think this sickness came from, that the World Health Organization is saying, no, 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 it was just a guy eating a bat. Again, um, and, and it, the whole story, I, the whole story doesn't add up. But when yeah, I mean, not to mention they were like importing those bats from like a thousand miles away, the same bats that the like, that the strain came from, and that wet bioweapons lab. I mean, the, yeah, then the whole thing we could go on for a while, and that's that, that wasn't tangent. sold at the wet market. This this specific shoehorn. Uh, bat wasn't sold at the wet market, but it was the bat that they were testing and that U.S. diplomatic cables warned there was very little safety procedures uh, at. And they were warning that a major pandemic could come from this lab two years ago because of how uh, unsafe it was and how unserious the situation was taken. There's also other diplomatic cables and intelligence warnings going back till November that Donald Trump was looking at. So again, we could blame a lot of different individuals, a lot of different organizations, uh, but specifically, I think a lot of the burden does rely on China. Now, again, we should avoid any 
big conflicts with China. There's one brewing. There's a big Tacitus trap. But there's some people Huge. asking. Yeah. But there's some people asking just by the actions of China, whether they did this deliberately or not uh, for a greater geopolitical goal. So that that's even being talked about now in The Diplomat in an article here. If we could just pull that up really quickly, that's titled, Did Xi Jinping Deliberately Sicken the World? And again, a lot of information has been contradicted from what the Chinese government has been saying early on. They have gone after doctors. They have gone after lawyers. They have gone after journalists that have been warning the world about this. Uh, and we really have to ask ourselves, what is going on here, especially now that China is shutting down a lot of its research to the public, is shutting down a lot of its samples of this sickness, and they're not cooperating with the United States. And it seems like there is seriously a big headbutt about to come with these two world superpowers. And again, what I should urge is caution. What I should urge is diplomacy, because again, if, if, if this kind of already economic conflict unfolds into a bigger conflict, the world is in major trouble. But I believe that should still not hinder an honest conversation about China's role in all of this, which is very significant. And again, uh, with those kind of actions, uh, we also see overbearing government in a response. Again, you, you could blame a lot on governments, you could blame a lot on, on organizations, but um, I'm just trying to segue here into this next article. I don't know if you want to bring it up, Tim, or if you have anything else to say about the specific geopolitical explanation that I just laid out right now. Blame it on the government. I mean, I don't know. That's like my favorite pastime is blaming it on the government, especially here on April 15th, which is usually the day uh, that, you know, I mean, th this should be the day that they should stop having people like actually having taxes withhold. I mean, it's just to stop, you know, taxing us to begin with, hold other subject. But I mean, what they really should do is make everybody go and have to, you know, write a check on April 15th. And then that way, you know, or maybe make voting on the same day. So then that way, you know, as you're having to then take the funds from out of your wallet and have to go pay the government, then you might then vote a little bit differently. Not that voting really even matters, you know, changing public opinion, doing what we're doing up here, doing what you guys are doing in the comments and, and helping spreading, you know, awareness of all this stuff is actually more important because all the politicians do is put their fingers up in the, up in the air, see where, which way the wind's blowing and then acquiesce to that. But yeah, I mean, if you, uh, I do have this article ready to go on screen right now about the, uh, you know, Baptist church members getting fired. I was going to say in relation to total totalitarian Orwellian governments, we have some latest news coming here in the United States. Tim, what is it? We've got Baptist church members given $500 tickets for listening to church service in their cars via radio in a parking lot. So yeah. here in you Mississippi. are. Yeah, here you are in the new in the new America over here where you can't even stay in your car and listen to a church service. Uh, I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. And so that's why I've always, maybe we can even have this, like maybe even on your store at some point, but to have a make America free again. Sure. So I already own one. I own a make America free again. And for me, it was always about freedom, not about great. I mean, what is great? I mean, what's made us great is the fact that the government is, you know, we supposedly are supposed to be free. I mean, I'm not naive. I mean, I know that, you know, it's not been a free country since Luke and I have been alive, but, you know, we're going to wish it was as, as we were enslaved as we were two months ago, three months ago at the rate, all this stuff is going. And so I'm going to love, you know, and all these, you know, America, you know, good old boys. And I'm a, you know, I back the blue, uh, you know, so let's see, you know, how they back the blue when, you know, this 4th of July, when they're not allowed, you know, they're going to be like, you know, like 
like, you know, pretty well, they're going to go out their windows and, you know, look at the fireworks throughout their windows because they can't go outside and talk about how free they are and how America they are. And maybe get their imported Budweiser, which is not even an American beer because InBev ended up buying them, which I think was a uh, Brazilian company that got bought by a Belgian company, maybe the other way around. Anyways, that doesn't matter. Just illustrating the point that, you know, freedom pretty much right now is nothing more than an illusion. And, uh, and, and just, but and if we don't stand up now, the amount of tyranny you get is the amount of tyranny you put up with. And so, if we don't stand up to this stuff now, wh- you know, we just know where this is eventually going. Uh, and we talked about this the other day. If only there was a First Amendment that that was uh, that told. I mean, the First Amendment says the state cannot tell the church what to do. And so, this is a direct violation, and anyone enforcing this should be penalized as such uh, for violating. The very first amendment, the very first one. So, I mean, they, the framers put that there for a reason. They put number two there as a reason too. So sorry about that, Luke. No, 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 it's fine. I just tweeted, uh, if you trust the government, you failed history class. Now, again, also what's happening in Mississippi is an action taken by the local state there. This is not a federal action. This is local law enforcement working with local government, not the federal government, implementing these draconian laws that are absolutely outrageous. And I say this as a person who still advocates for you to respect people's space, especially if they're uh, older, especially if they're immune compromised. I still think it's a good idea to wear a mask, just like they do in Hong Kong when they've been able to beat out the influenza out there. Uh, I still advocate for this, but this is not the way to deal with this. This is not the way to approach this. These people were sitting in their own cars, listening to a radio station, respecting each other's space, going out of their way to make sure that they're not going to be spreading this sickness around and, and that the state comes in there and gives them a $500 ticket. What is What are you doing? Well, what, like, and, and this is the thing. This is, this is the state is making sure that this sickness is going to spread because they're having officers go from car to car to car and they're like, okay, open the car window, talk to me. All those people have been exposed to everyone because of that police officer going from car to car to car, handing them a ticket after interacting, probably also taking their identification. Most likely the police officers, as we've been seeing from videos and photos from all over the world, don't wear the masks, don't have the gloves, uh, don't you know, follow basic proper uh, you know, PPE procedures. Don't do any of that. that. That's totally out the door. You're not socially distancing the way we want you to do it. We're going to force you not to social distance. Well, speaking of right force. Right there in your face, stealing your rights, which is absolutely ridiculous. Well, speaking of force, this is a brand new article that we didn't, uh, it's not in the lineup over here, but I think, uh, you know, you'll like this being not, I don't think you'll like this, but New York Governor Andrew Cuomo orders all people to wear face coverings in public. I'm looking at this right now for the first time. I said the crisis won't be over until a vaccine is available. Uh, Is this a recommendation or is this punishable by law? Because again, a lot of the things that should be done here is a lot of public education and a lot of encouragement, but uh, the, when the law steps in, that's really where you got to question stuff because when the law steps in, it's not to protect you. It's to siphon off money off of you. It's to penalize you. It's to put you in their control grid system into the prison industrial complex that again is far exceeding 2.2 million people right now. Again, it's just modern day slavery, what's happening. We don't need more laws. We need more of a tempered understanding and educated 
proportional um, response based on individual action and responsibility. So no, I'm not happy that there's more laws. More laws are not going to fix anything. There's laws on the books that are absolutely stupid, um, shouldn't be followed. So it's, so did you get to the part, is it mandatory? Is it is it suggested? Because again, we've seen a lot of different moves by Andrew Como. Some of them actually uh, pretty reasonable. Some of them ridiculous. He usually was always ridiculous. Uh, but but with this particular instance, what is it, Tim? Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm scanning here real quickly, but it's saying part of that phase reopening is requiring people to wear face masks. He said local governments would enforce the order, but fines won't be issued at this time. So, I mean, how are you going to enforce an order? So the only it way seems like order, a recommendation. Yeah, the only way an order is ever enforced is you know with a man with a you know shiny gun point at your face, and maybe you know hopefully they don't have you know YouTube take us off for there, so we'll have a metaphorical money gun and he points it to your face instead. Uh, but yes, yeah, you're you are right to go out for a walk in the park. Go out, out for a walk because you need to which get is out of the far house. more than than uh, again when you look at other states, they're even outlawing that, which is insane. Yeah, I said the dog is getting on, on your nerves. Fine, don't infect me. You you don't have a right to infect me. He said. So yeah, I mean this. I mean everything always starts off as a slippery slope. So maybe it starts off now as there isn't any fine. But I mean, come on, we're talking about New York. I mean, if New York is always you know always trying to find ways to extract people out of money, extort people out of money, find people. I mean, the throughway system that was built before we were even born that was only supposed to be like a temporary little little fee until it got paid off, and then that fee never went away, and it keeps getting increased and increased, and then you know forty years later boom you know the fee's still there and the roads still suck and but you know who would build the roads and maybe we can title this you know who's got the power over here so uh you know or, or you know who who lost who lost the power because uh I mean, why were we ever funding you know the world health organization to begin with i mean if bill gates loved this so much maybe he should have solely funded it i mean i know he is funding it along with like nih and cdc and all this other and that's why you even see here i mean i i, I was just scanning this article for the first time and I see here that, uh, you know, what does it say right at the top? Oh, we got to wait till a vaccine is available. I mean, how freaking convenient that, you know, I haven't even, you know, didn't even look at this, ar this article ahead of time. And uh, of course, you know, the first thing they, they trot out there in CNBC and Cuomo and everybody else in the government is, oh, we need a vaccine, no more mass gatherings. Uh, and so this is all just a, you know, frog boiling. Let's see, you know, how much we can ratchet up the heat in them to get, you know, keep all those uh, little, you know, uh, good little slaves in line. Yeah, I mean, again, as I just said just a few moments ago, if you trust the government, you failed history class. That's an important lesson that we all need to learn and understand. Look at history. I mean, uh, I've been recently just delving into it, doing a lot of studying with it, studying, of course, the Great Depression, studying, of course, the pandemics that happened in 1920, 1820. Again, it, it's almost like as, as if there's a hundred year cycle to these things and so on further out throughout history. But I mean, uh, this is an unprecedented situation. We're dealing with something that could be uh, you know, very severe. That could be nothing. Could be less than the flu. We still don't know because of the uh, just the uh, variabilities here are so high. We don't know a lot of information. We're still getting it in. Um, so as we do that, we're going to share as much information with you as we can with on this independent media broadcast that is. Uh, surviving because of you sharing this video. If this video was insightful, helpful for you, if you know anyone defending the World Health Organization right now, there's a lot of people on social media doing that right now. Send them this video. Uh, let, let them know about the truth about the World Health Organization so they could really see some of their atrocious actions that have essentially made this situation that much worse. It didn't need to be that bad. It didn't need to uh, go to where we're at right now. Other countries dealt with it a lot better. Other countries like South Korea, 
uh, you know, where, you know, wearing masks is uh, culturally acceptable. They've been doing it before, you know, countries like that didn't have to shut down and lock down their entire, uh, entire economies because they had a better grip and handle of this. Other countries haven't, it, haven't taken it seriously. The World Health Organization is still telling you not to wear masks. I, again, um, having the government step in is not the right answer. The right answer is radical uh, self-reliance and independence and education. And that's what I'm here to promote. If you like that, share it with your friends and family members. Stay tuned for more here on Change the News.